everybody. Um, today I'm with Joseph Militello. You are a personal injury attorney here in the Hopog, Long Island area. You cover all of Long Island, right? Yes, in I New do. York. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I do. I handle cases from uh, Manhattan to Montauk, essentially. Okay. And you were born and raised right in Smithtown, right? Yep. Old, uh, it's not St. Catharines, but it was St. John's when I was born. Okay. Uh, yeah, born and raised in Smithtown. Been here my whole life, and I love this town. It's a great Very place. cool. Very cool. How did you, um, tell us a little bit about how your attorney journey, like why did you decide to become an attorney, and then, you know, what was, it, what was the journey like going through school and all that type yeah, of Yeah, so uh, growing up, um, education was a very, very important uh, point in our family. It was heavily emphasized. And um, for me, uh, I fell in love with the law. Uh, as I was going through college, um, I was exposed to it. I minored in legal studies, and it's something that really um, I felt comfortable doing, and I saw myself doing. Um, so I, um, you know, went to law school, and I graduated in two thousand nine from Toro okay. College in Central Islip, and um, I fell then during my my journey through law school and interning. I fell into the personal injury space. I interned for a law firm that did it. Um, I really liked the difference that I saw them making in people's lives. And it was something that I want to get involved in myself. And okay. I was fortunate enough to um, be hired by them. And I went from an intern to an associate. Um, and I was there for about four years as an associate, and I got a tremendous amount of experience there just handling personal injury cases. Okay, okay, very cool. So now you own your own firm? Yeah, so in uh, 2013, uh, I left that firm, um, and I started my own place. Um, my family's always been very entrepreneurial. Um, they had their own businesses, and I felt that uh, with the experience that I had, I can go out, hang, hang my own shingle, and start my own practice. Okay. And be the face of the practice. Okay. Very cool. How is, um, how is the personal injury space different from, say, um, real estate? Well, it's two different things. A real estate, usually, uh, you're buying or selling a home. It's a different type of animal you're dealing with. Uh, when you're involved in a personal injury case, most commonly people think of a car accident. Uh, you'll say you're on your way to work or you're taking the kids out for uh, ice cream or to the store to run some errands and an unexpected event occurs. And now uh, you're injured, you have insurance companies calling you, you have medical bills to worry about, you can't go to work. So that's where we kind of come in and we help you with all those situations. Okay, so you kind of navigate the, um, the claims and where, like, what, what the damages um, really should be compared to sometimes what maybe the insurance company is actually going to pay out. Yeah, so what happens is you have multiple claims. Uh, you're dealing with your own insurance company, and typically in a car accident, you're dealing with your own insurance company, and you're also dealing with the insurance company for the vehicle that struck you, let's say. Um, you have damages both uh, for pain and suffering. 
which we call non-economic damages. We also okay. have economic damages. I can't work. I have medical bills. So we help to make sure that all your rights are protected, all right? And then also to get you fair and just compensation. It's not like we're trying to, you know, hit the lottery and then you can, you know, you're on easy street. We're just basically trying to make you whole for the damage that you sustained. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we handle, typically personal injury cases are uh, a lot, you see a lot of car accidents, slip and falls. Uh, we deal with a lot of construction accidents. I deal okay. with a lot of union members or non-union workers that are injured at construction sites. Okay. Uh, we also handle medical malpractice. Uh, but we, and we also handle nursing home neglect cases. Oh, wow. Yeah, we handle those kind of cases. You know, if grandma or grandpa's in the nursing home and they develop some kind of uh, a pressure ulcer or a bed sore, um, we come in and we hold the nursing home accountable. Okay. And that's basically what we're doing is holding whoever was responsible for that injury accountable. So that's you're what like, we're asking So for. you're essentially like the, the enforcer. Pretty much because you're dealing the other side has these big powerful attorneys as well as insurance companies that know what you're doing and they can very easily take advantage of you. And I've seen it happen with people that don't have an attorney and then they come to me and I can see how they were take, getting taken advantage of and they didn't even realize it because they had very innocent intentions. Right. But those innocent intentions can, can hurt you basically. Okay. Um, okay. So tell us, a, so let's go back a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and I know you live in Comac. Yeah. Originally from Smithtown. Yeah. Um, you're actually part owner of Mickey's yeah, yes. Ice Cream in yeah. St. James. So, so you're, um, you're extremely, uh, you're extremely versed and um, very entrepreneurial. Yeah. So um, my family originally came from Italy. Um, my dad came here in, in the late 70s, and what he wanted was just an opportunity. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't have that in Italy. The times were different over there. Okay. So it was, this is the land of opportunity. He came here, became a citizen, um, and he established his own business. He had a, you know, a, a, a barbershop in Smithtown. Okay. Um, so, um, and I was born and raised here a few years later. And um, I just always loved this town. Um, I love the pride that the town has. Uh, yeah. My father invested in real estate in Smithtown, um, and then the Mickey's opportunity came down to me recently, and it was something that uh, my father invested in, that, in St. James over 30 years ago, and I felt, uh, unfortunately, he had passed away, so I want to continue his legacy, um, and we, this, that Mickey's opportunity was something really cool. It was joining a property my parents uh, owned, so we were able to do that, um, and I just, you know, I... I traveled a lot um, throughout the United States, Europe, I've been okay. to Africa, I've seen different parts of the world. Um, this is, I think, the best place to live, um, raise a family. I the think, opportunity here is, is no yeah. like nowhere else. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's nowhere on, in the United States where you can be in Manhattan to go see a play and then have the best, almost the best beaches in the world, both within an hour of each other. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think Simitown is strategically placed in such a town, area that you could be at Yankee Stadium if you're a Yankee fan, or a Met fan, or you, if you're a Ranger fan, you could be an MSG, or if you're an Islander fan, now you could be at, uh, I believe, at the uh, Belmont. Yeah. So it's cool. And then you also have 
Montauk, yes. you have the North Shore, the South Shore. Um, there's so much that this island offers. Okay. Um, it's beautiful. It really is. And I'm glad this is my home. And I was, you know, and I thank my yeah. family for my father's sacrifices to come here and allow me this opportunity. Yeah. So let's get back into your mainstay is personal injury. Um, what's your, what's your typical day like as a personal injury attorney or, or cause it, it must be crazy. Yeah. So it was like pre pandemic and post pandemic. So pre pandemic, we're going to court usually in the morning, a lot of times, and, or we're doing depositions and you're coming back to the office after that and you're handling paperwork and returning clients, phone calls post pandemic. Everything has been a lot more virtual now. So it's actually been, in my opinion, much more efficient for us. Okay. Uh, you know, if I have to go to a court appearance in Manhattan, I got to get on the train. I got to tra there's travel back and forth. That's downtime basically. Right. So if I could just log in, make the conference with the with the judge, and I'm right back in my seat in Hobart, it's it's great. I can conduct more business. Right. Um, what my my firm does, I think, different than pretty yeah. much every other firm is that we focus on client communications and relationships. Okay. I personally give out my cell phone to all of my clients. I make myself available to them whenever they want. Accidents don't happen between nine and five. They happen outside of those hours as well. Um, you know, so when, if you call my office number, it, it may go to my cell phone and you're gonna get me. Clients will call me on a Saturday. I got this in the mail. I'm not sure what this means. And I'm there to explain it to them so that, you know what, they're not, questioning it over weekend, they're, they're pondering it, they can have some comfort. Right. Um, and also, accidents happen, let's say on a Friday night, mm -hmm. and your loved one's in the hospital, or um, you're in the hospital, and you don't know what's going on, um, you know, you can call, and we're there for you. I feel like, um, and when I talk to you, because we've talked outside of your office too, I feel like Personal injury is an extremely intimate um, relationship where you really need to understand the what your client is going through. Oh, absolutely, 110%. We, I personally meet each one of my clients, okay? Um, I, reason being is I want to know who they are. Right. That helps me when I'm negotiating a case on their behalf or talking to a jury or picking a jury. Whatever, they, whatever I'm doing on their behalf, I have to know who they are. Right. That's how, if, I, if I don't know who they are, the jury's going to know that. They're just not another file in my office. That's what we try. So really build that connection. So when we're talking about um, an injury they sustain and how it's impacted their activities of daily living, how it's impacted their spouse, their children, we can help convey that to either the insurance company, the jury, a mediator, an arbitrator, whoever's going to ultimately decide what the, their case is worth, um, we need to communicate those because no two people are the same. Okay. So, <clears throat> that's a really great um, point. So, who should, um, like, personal injury happens to a lot of people every day. Who should reach out and, um, and why? Uh, so that's that's a little bit of a, uh, it's a good question. So what happens is, um, if you can reach out, certainly reach out, okay? okay. Um, like I said, we're always available for our clients. Sometimes, though, the person who's injured 
is a loved one who says more experienced in life, a little more elderly. Okay, they're in the hospital. They don't have communication. I saw that during COVID. We've had people who've had car accidents and they can't have visitors in the hospital. But they know that their loved one, their grandfather, is a case that comes to mind right now, that he was T-boned by someone who ran a stop sign. And he broke his pelvis. And he was stuck at Stony Brook. And he was in his 70s. So it's, it was a little difficult for him to communicate. Okay. Um, there was no language barrier, but he just wasn't the most sophisticated with using his cell phone. I was contacted by his son-in-law of all people. And said, my, this is what happened to my, 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 my father-in-law. And I was able to navigate them through that process. But at the same time, which was very important, I was able to preserve evidence on the case. Okay. That if we didn't do, would have been permanently destroyed. Right, right. I feel like um, when, when you involve a professional in any, in any aspect of anything... Um, you're getting an outside perspective that sees things that they that you may not even like, you know, evidence on the car or oh, the sure. sidewalk or, you know, the construction site. There's evidence there that people aren't, you know, a normal human being isn't going to be able to um, pick out or appreciate its value. Right. Also, to your point. Um, I, I, what recalls to me is I, I've handled thousands of cases at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I get the, 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 a lot of times clients say, you're pretty young. And I'm like, I was born on a Sunday, but I wasn't born last Sunday. Right, and right. I've been doing this since about 2009. Right. So, and I've handled, like I said, thousands of cases. I've seen, I've had clients from every walk of life. Right. Um, but to your point with regarding the evidence, um, you know, I got retained on the case. Remember, it reminds me of a construction case. I was retained on a Thursday, and this gentleman fell from scaffolding. Okay? okay, and the scaffolding gets moved around, especially when they're building a brand new building. So you want to take pictures as to what the accident looked like. This gentleman fell off a ladder, and he was rushed to a hospital. So I was retained on that Thursday night. That Friday morning, I'm at the construction site taking photographs. Right. And those photographs were invaluable because we ultimately just settled his case for a significant amount of money. Um, and those photos were very, very important. And right. they made the difference. If it wasn't Positioning for those of the scaffolding. And that you, had they waited, um, it could have been Monday morning and you went down there and they could have been on a whole different side of the building. And they could have taken down the scaffolding, rearranged it somewhere else. So right. we were able to preserve it um, you know, take photographs of it. Um, the gentleman I spoke to about earlier with um, his father-in-law being in the hospital, struck by a vehicle that blew a stop sign. Um, the accident happened about two weeks before they had retained me and they contacted me. Okay. The vehicle that struck them was about to be crunched because it was a total loss. That's how hard, and this was a brand new like 2021 vehicle okay. uh, that struck my client. Um, that vehicle, we wanted to retrieve the data that's in the black box of that car. Okay. And, and so what happened was I was able to track <laughs> down that car, put a hold on it, because mm -hmm. it literally was going to the cruncher to be crunched. Right. I was able to get my expert out there two days later to retrieve the data off of that. 
Okay. And the information that is on there is unbelievable. And okay. it will be huge for this gentleman's case. Okay. Yeah. Because there were no witnesses to it. So it does help us. And now the defendant really does not have a leg to stand on. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So who, how can people get a hold of you? Honestly, just call our office number, 631-524-5565. Um, like I said, we're always available for them. We don't have that computerized, you know, press one for this. We have a live person who picks up the phone all the time. I'm not afraid to pick up the phone. I have people that work for me who pick, you know, okay. if, uh, if they're available. So if there's somebody there, there. There's always someone there. And, you know, if you call me and, and you leave a message, we call you right back. Okay. That has been uh, the emphasis I've always um, uh, enforced, not enforced, I should say, uh, emphasized on my staff is that right. client relationship, talking to the clients. Yeah, getting to be them. there. They, essentially, your whole entire business is a people-driven business. And Absolutely. if you're not there for your people, um, then... The don't... number one complaint I hear from clients, not of my clients, but clients in general when it comes to dealing with attorneys, is that I can never get a hold of the attorney, they never call me back, or I've never met with them. Yeah. All right? And that's something that... I never, ever want to have happen. I meet every client personally. I give them my cell phone. And some clients love to email. Some clients love to text. Some clients want that in-person meeting or they want that telephone. However they're comfortable doing, I'm okay with because everyone is different. Right. Everyone grew up differently. Everyone, some people love to text. You know, the younger generation, they're all about the texting, which is fine. But right. let's say someone's a little bit more experienced, they want an in-person meeting or a telephone, no problem. Basically, it's just call us, that number, and then we give you everything else you need. Right, that starts the process. That starts the process, that's really it. Okay, you know? very so, cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Joseph. Thank you. It's been uh, a pleasure coming down, looking at your beautiful office. Oh, thank you. And um, look forward to interviewing you again soon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.